Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Welcome to Horizon 607. This is the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I am coming to you live and in color from my beautiful Studio 13, but back in the great 8122 Production Studios are a couple of the biggest turds I've ever known in my entire life. These guys, they're the worst. They're the absolute worst, but we love them anyway. We love them anyway. So first... Oh, he can kill two stones with one bird. He's rich. That's right. Those stones don't stand a chance. And that comment was rich. That was. It really uh, was. It really was. Let's not repeat comments that he said before the show. And fresh. Because Ma- yeah. Mike is Mike before the show became the world's longest jumper over the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fresh. Yep. Fresh. True story. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, also with Rich. He's the butt of all the jokes this week. Yes, he is the smartest man in all of horror podcasting. He's the professor. Well, hello. So uh, before we get started, I know there's a lot that we have to talk about this week, but uh, I I think the question that everybody wants to know is when is your mom going to make it into the studio, professor? (laughs) You know, uh, she's in demand. So um, yeah, obviously, hopefully, hopefully hopefully sometime Uh, before the end of this episode, maybe. Before the end of this episode, she'll be here. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be fun when she gets here. We've got a lot to, to talk about with her. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, we got a huge show this week. As I you know, mentioned at the top, this is our Halloween episode. And uh, just for you, Professor, you know, I, I've been waiting for this all week. We are officially, officially calling this the Halloween Spooktacular. This is just for you, buddy. Oh, wow. That is, that is officially the name only because you hate it. So, <laughs> so we're here. We got we got horror movie news like always to talk about. We've got a couple of fun segments this week. We're going to be capping off our uh, slash tober this episode. So we got some fun some fun things to do with that. And uh, because it's our Halloween episode, I've got a fun Halloween themed uh, top ten list for everybody this week. So we got a lot of cool stuff to do. But uh, before we get to any of that, lists. Rich has got some very very special. Uh, things to go over for us yeah there's 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 some uh, there's some uh, special news that we were sent uh the uh, apple original series servant will be returning january 15th for season two uh of course you can watch that on apple tv plus and it uh is it is executives is it is brought to you by the executive producer uh, who is academy award nominated director m night Shyamalan. that's right the man behind glass split the sixth sense and so much more is it 
the, yes, and so much more is going to be taking on uh, the second season, executive producing the second season of Servant. Now, if you haven't seen Servant because you don't have Apple Plus, TV Plus, what are you waiting for? Apple TV Plus you can get for just four ninety nine a month, and you can watch it on any of your devices. You can watch it on laptops. Uh, you can watch it on any Apple device. If you have an iPhone, you can watch it on the iPhone. You've got an iPad, you can watch it on the iPad. If you have uh, you know any kind of device that you can hook to the internet, you can watch it. Uh, uh, and at the same point in Juncture, you get to see some really great stuff, including this show that is uh, created by British Academy of Film and Television Arts nominated executive producer and writer Tony ba- uh, Basgalop. In addition to executive producers M. Night Shyamalan, uh, Tony Basgalop in the, is, this, is the servant of executive producer Ashwin Rajan, Jason Blumthal, Todd Black, and Steve Tisch. And the story is is kind of crazy. I don't know if you guys have uh, paid attention to it at all, but I've, it is it is a really wacky, crazy kind of thriller. I've seen the ads, and uh, I am interested for sure. It looks very creepy. The cast of Servant includes Lauren Ambrose from Six Feet Under, Toby Cabell from Kong Skull Island, Fantastic Four, and Black Mirror, Nell Tiger Free from Game of Thrones, and Rupert Grint from Harry the Harry Potter franchise and Snatch. They all will be reprising the roles of the characters they played from season one. And uh, the little tease that they give us for season two is following its suspenseful season one finale. The second season of the thriller takes a supernatural turn as Leanne returns to the brownstone and her true nature is revealed. A darker future for all lies ahead. And mm. they've also done a nice thing uh, when they sent me this uh, thing over from Apple Plus and Servant. Those Thank those folks so much for sending it to us. They have actually sent us a embedded YouTube clip that we will be putting on all of our social media. So when you hear this episode, go ahead, check out Horizon 607 on Facebook. Check out at Horizon 607 on Twitter. And bam, there it will be. Uh, the nice little embedding. You notice I didn't say Instagram only because, you know, they don't really let you do embedded <laughs> clicking on stuff so the professor's been, done wonders with our instagram account well no it has nothing to do with the professor <laughs> honestly they don't they don't allow links they yeah. don't so you can't click a link no that's why can't. i'm just going to put it on our facebook and our twitter because that way uh you can just click on the link and you can watch it and it's a little 20 second recap kind of some of the spookiest parts of season one plugging season two which by the way also comes out on my birthday that's right january 15th season two of servant apple plus tv uh, check it out and uh, we will be talking about it hopefully we will be covering the second season if they yeah. deem well fit so thank them once again I would like to thank them for sending us this great press release and uh, I can't wait to see it because believe it or not it, it looks creepy as hell yeah a lot of good uh, talent behind it. Yeah, too. and I, I got I always to, thought it looked cool. I really want to see that. Yeah, I uh I watched I watched the clip they sent, the little like twenty second thing. That's how I know it's about twenty seconds. And wow, man, if that's what they had to offer for season one, and they're promising some darker stuff in season two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and you're not ready. I don't think you're ready at all. So thank you once again to the folks over at Apple TV Plus for sending us that press release. Sorry. We do really appreciate it. And on top of that, we really would like to check out Servant Season 2, January 15th. So, Mike, with that being said, let's dive right into that uh, news segment you got going on. All right. Sounds good. We can definitely do it. I just want to start by saying I apologize to at least one of you guys for calling you turds at the top of the show. Uh, apology not so- accepted. Yeah, I wasn't apologizing to you. Oh. It, it wasn't you I was apologizing to. It was your mom. Oh. I know. Well, I, I, I know. I'm sure she accepts your apology. I'm sure she does, too. Well, I've got some huge news for, for you this week. Uh, we're going to start off with, uh, the, well, we've, we've got more uh, dates being pushed back for movies. Yeah. So 
Ghostbusters Afterlife and pushed back again this time uh, June 11th of 2021. Okay. So, so right, there then. goes uh, Ghostbusters a little bit further. I think that they had originally put it to what was it March? If I'm not mistaken, I don't uh, remember. I could be wrong about that. I don't remember but, any um, any of these dates anymore. I, I'm I know it's hard to keep track of them. Just but... like, <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah, um, everything is basically turning into new mutants, but because yeah. of the pandemic. So, but yeah, that's been pushed back to June 11th. Uh, Candyman also has a new release date. Uh, it's now scheduled for August 27th of 2021. So that also has been pushed back again. Jeez. This is so. I know Rich is excited about that. I'm excited about. I don't don't know. I don't know about you guys, but as a movie goer, like the the theater was my like church. You know, like it it was. I visited every week. I would because you know you would at least get one big movie a week. You know when things were uh, when things were pre COVID, uh, BC before COVID, Um, but you know like it it just it's just sad. I I just want to see these movies. I want people to have their jobs back. I just wish I just wish they could figure out some way for us to all see these movies and get those people going again. Well, there is some right. big news on that as well, though. There are the certain rent- movie uh, movie studios who are looking at streaming sites that are offering major amounts of money for some of these motion pictures. Yeah. Allegedly, Bond. Uh, well, right. I, allegedly, one of the major movie uh, uh, streaming studios, which did not get named, they didn't say if it was Netflix, HBO Max, Disney Plus, whoever, offered Universal reportedly $800 million for the new James Bond film. Yeah. And then they were just going to show it on their platform. Fucking A, dude. And I would have taken that money because that's guaranteed money. And at this point in juncture, you don't know what it's going to be yeah. when the theaters open back up. You really don't know. There's Maybe no... people don't want to go anymore. Maybe there's there's going to be a subset of the... the I'm going to put it this way. There's going to be a subset of the audience that like us that love movies that are going to go back regardless of the risk. Let's be honest. Yeah. But there's also going to be a subset of the audience that is not going to go back right away because of the risk still, if yeah. there's risk still. And then there's going to be a subset of the audience that is like, hey, why, why I've gotten used to watching shit at home. Why am I going to spend 13 to 20 bucks just to make a movie theater run? <clears throat> and then, well, you saw what happened with Tenet. And uh, oh, yeah. that was a big, you know, everybody's rethinking and everything. And, you know, like just to speak on Bond, you know, this is a movie that we should have seen that I should already own on Blu-ray at this point. Oh, yeah. And like, just release it. You know, just release the goddamn movie. But the fact that <laughs> one of the major streaming companies offered $800 yeah, as they million. Dollars. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Well, that's exactly like the money that they would want from that uh, being released in theaters. That's like the scale. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm saying that right now we're in a world where that is something that's going to be yeah. offered. And Do think it. about that's for Bond. Some of these smaller films, you could offer a couple hundred million. That's more than they're going to make. Yeah. Like, let's be honest, and it's not shitting on it, but let's, let's, let's take Candyman. Let's take the horror movie here. Candyman is a horror movie. If it does $100 million, that's amazing, right? Yeah. So if you give them $100, $150 million, that's going to do what it would have done in the theaters easily. The same thing with Halloween. What did Halloween 2018 at the end of the day gross? It was what 202 million at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. So if you offer them 250 million, that's probably going to be big, bigger than the box office that Halloween Kills would get. Yeah. So therefore, why not just put it out? Yeah. And it sounds like Jason Blum is possibly interested in that if things don't go his way because he said, no "Come hell or what. high water, we will see Halloween Kills next October." God damn so it. if things aren't going his way, I guarantee he's going to start taking those offers. However, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't take those offers. If somebody lands him a cat lot of cash, you know how many of the movies that funds? If yeah. somebody's just like, "Hey, listen, this movie, the 2018 sequel that made everybody go gaga, made 202 million. We're offering you 250 million." Right up front. 
no risk. Okay, let me take that because that funds everything else I want to do for the next two years. Yeah. Get out of here. I'd take that deal all day. Get right out of town. So there <laughs> is a possibility we'll be seeing movies sooner than later because it looks like the stream the stream wars are everybody's friends. It's going to begin. I, well, the stream wars already have well, begun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point in Juncture, let's be honest, the yeah, uh, Snyder yeah. Cut is no longer the Snyder Cut. It's a whole new five movies. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's reshooting this thing like it's, yeah. It's he's bad. adding scenes. He's adding people that weren't in the original. So it's a whole new five movies because the thing is like six hours long. Yeah. And it's going to be six hour long episodes now. Can't, but can't wait. I, I can't wait either, but that's my point. Think about how much money they dumped into that. Yeah. Like allegedly HBO Max pays $720 million extra dollars to shoot whatever they're fucking shooting so let's be honest here who's to say you're not going to go after something like uh, spiral book a saw and go hey listen you had a gamble we're going to pay you 150 million which is more than our horror movies make and you can just put it out on our stream site because we want people to tune in and these are movies that are already made that don't need the production that uh zach snyder needs there and not not only that i want to take it a step further i think if 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 anybody offers horror movies that they need to jump at it because here's the thing they're going to be in a they're going to be like the minnow in this giant ocean when all these blockbusters come out because we have two years worth of blockbusters coming out next year yeah because there's still movies that were slated for 2021 that are still coming out as of right now and all the 2020 movies so that's why i think things like ghostbusters got brought back because i think ghostbusters was coming out originally right around the time of a marvel flick and i want to say it would be well when they restructured it would be black widow because that's what they just restructured to or you know if you're looking at something like uh saw the movie that was supposed to come out and i think they pushed it back to july or august of next year that's going to be right around the time of the batman yeah just saying good luck with that yeah that it? Uh, wow! Well, wow! That's that's good hosting there. <laughs> you done? You I don't done know if you now? Anything else you wanted to add? Is that to it? it? So, this is the problem with me not being in studio with you yes. guys. Is I don't know if you have more to add or not. Well, so. no, that was just us kind of that, that. I mean, it's just uh, something you're passionate about. We love movies here on the show. Uh, yeah. I mean, I hate movies, especially horror movies. You know, uh, I'm sure you do. You know, it's, <laughs> you hate good ones. Think, <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm thinking about doing a podcast, maybe, but. I don't know. Yeah, that Maybe might we'll be the time that like, he, he he didn't realize we had a podcast there, and a website. There's got to be a good yeah. way we can communicate this to people. <laughs> that All being right, said. Well, back, back to the news. Uh, we got more release news here. Don't Breathe 2, which we just found out had uh, completed filming, what, about a week ago? Yes. Uh, yeah. We got a release date of August 13th, 2021, okay. and uh, got a little bit of a synopsis with this finally. Mm. Uh, the film follows the blind man from the original several years after the events of the first film. I know that we talked about that it might be taking place beforehand, but uh, it's actually taking place several years after. Uh, The blind man has been hiding out for years in an isolated cabin and has taken in and raised a young girl orphaned from a house fire. Their quiet existence is shattered when a group of kidnappers show up and take the girl, forcing the blind man to leave his safe haven to save her. So it sounds like he's actually going to be a good guy now. It's gone from being a horror movie to Taken. Yeah, so they've taken and he's it a from good a guy now. He's going to be a good guy instead of a bad guy. See, this, I don't like this. And then, here's why. Because we it, don't, don't Breathe was a good horror movie. Yeah. It was really yeah, it scary. Was. It was, you know, it was in that, you know, it was it was in the vein of Hush and even cool A twist. Quiet Place, you know, cool twists and stuff. And now we're really just making Taken or Man on Fire or insert, you know, any other action film where, oh, man, oh, Book of Eli. We've done this before. Yeah. We even forgot about Book of Eli. Denzel was blind in that movie. Yeah. So it's the Book of Eli, only not in post-apocalyptic times. 
If I he, mean, if you do it in 2020, technically it's post-apocalyptic, but, he, but whatever. He's carrying the Bible around in the book of Eli. Yeah, yeah. remember? And he, he, no, remember he committed it all to memory. Yeah. Because yeah, they wanted the Bible because the Bible meant power. No, it yeah. wasn't. It was in Braille. Yeah. Okay. And none of them could read Braille. I forgot that. Yeah, movie. man. All right. It was a it was a cool twist. Mila Kunis yeah. was in the movie. Actually, I, I, I like that movie. Gary but once Oldman. again, they're not. Yeah, Gary Oldman plays the, the lead bad guy, if you will. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's not going to be Book of Eli. So why make it the Book of Eli? Why it's, don't we just take it back be, to the horror route? It's going to be Rambo Last blood but with the blind man <laughs> from, uh, can we from can we only breathe. hope we could only hope it was last blood though yeah murdoch i'm coming for you <laughs> I, did you guys not like last blood no i like last blood but <laughs> i actually kind of liked it no i did i actually like yeah, last blood so, but yeah. i'm just making the murdoch joke yeah, from no. earlier movie not even last blood but yeah i'm yeah. coming for you <laughs> <laughs> Sly Stallone is now the blind man. Yeah, <laughs> oh, well, it sounds exactly like the plot to Last Blood. And all he does is the whole dialogue of the movie is just dialogue from other Sly Stallone films. So all of a sudden yeah. he's just like, "I am the law. I am the law." <laughs> all right, Mike, we're done now. You're done. Are you yeah. sure? You guys are sure. And <laughs> next, all right. Well, next up, I got some big news coming up here later. But before we get to the big news, I got three big stories. Three huge a lot of big, blockbuster stories to top big off stuff. our news. But before we get to that, uh, actual, you know, moderately good news, I guess. A brand new official Unsolved Mysteries podcast is going to begin in oh, early yeah, 2021. Yes, yeah. I heard about that. But also, the Netflix has launched the next set of uh, episodes. Uh, yeah, for, uh, it's great. Uh, yes. Have you guys been watching this? Yes. It's uh, I haven't watched any of the new ones yet. I, I mean, it, I miss man. Robert Stack. But I miss the works. old setup of the show, and I yeah. do miss Robert Stack. But they're doing a really good job. It captures the spirit of it. It does capture the spirit. I wish they did multiple things per episode, like yeah. the old show. But I do like how they deep dive now. Yeah, that's the nice part about doing one story per episode is you get this real good deep dive. And some of them have been crazy, and some mm. of them have been like not all paranormal or you know. Some of it is very like either serial killer esque or mystery murder esque. I mean, we had that, we had the uh, the wife there who uh, the ex wife or whatever, and the husband is presumed to be the killer, and they're yeah. kind of like going over that case. Or how about the dude that jumped off the building allegedly, and landed, like, yeah, and his yeah. shoes were off and stuff, and it was all crazy, and they're like trying to figure out how he could have made that jump, and I'm like, they're there's like, no way he jumped, yeah. But how did he fall? Like, how did you even get out that far? Yeah, because the building was yeah. there's no way he would, uh, yeah. But that, then of course the UFO episodes were pretty good as well. Yep. So I mean they've definitely hit a home run doing yeah. yeah they, they've done a good job. And I saw I, I you know what I would listen to a podcast about Unsolved yeah. Mysteries. We should we I should have thought about that before. Yeah, oh, that yeah. could have been that could have been our avenue. Damn yeah. it, no, they cut us off. Good show, good show. It is a good show. Right, though. that's gonna be a good podcast. I I really do think it's gonna podcast be a lot of fun. Podcast is fitting it for out, it so. too. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, are you guys ready for the blockbuster news that we've got this week? Hold on I, to your butts. Whenever he this says is, this, Professor, we this always is exciting stuff. <laughs> this is exciting stuff. This is real. This is real. This is real stuff. Huge, huge news. So big, I had to wait for the end of the uh, the news section, not the beginning. Click. First up, first up, Joe Hill is interested in directing a reboot of Maximum Overdrive. Okay, yeah. that is Boom. huge news. Yeah, yeah that is Boom. huge news. That's amazing. I'm in. I'm in. Now, here's the question. Is Joe Hill going to allegedly do as much cocaine as his father did when he shot the original film? Because that's, that's the question I really need to know from Joe Hill. Uh, and, and I, I, I say, enough I that he won't say, remember doing it afterwards. I, I only say allegedly because Stephen King has been very honest yeah. about uh, his, his cocaine addiction in the past during the filming of said movie. Uh, I, I'm, I'm one of those people who's a fan of that movie. It's, it's cheesy. It's horrible. It's but great. I'm still a fan of that movie. 
yeah no it's a classic um a lot of a lot of fun stuff in that movie it's it's like a it's a perfect b movie drive-in movie you know are we gonna get a return of yearly smith yeah the voice of oh, bart hopefully. simpson or Ooh, hopefully both that'd be cool but think about that the voice of bart simpson is in that movie yeah yeah Hopefully Emilio Estevez Lisa will be Simpson. doing the Lisa voice Simpson. of Bart. Simpson she does. She does Lisa and Bart. Or, no, no, no. Uh, that's Nancy Cartwright does yeah. uh, Bart. Nancy Cartwright so does she does Bart, Lisa. Yeah. She does a couple other voices though too. You're oh yeah, they all they, they all, all do a ton dip. of voices. They all do. It's dip. hard to keep track of who's doing what on The Simpsons after 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it, I still still a fan. I love that movie, and I think Joe Hill do a good job. Yeah, I mean you can't do worse there's, than the original. There's potential there. I mean, like. It's it's just like one of those classic, uh, like I said, drive-in movies where you know, like a comet passes the Earth, right, and then the yeah. machines all come to life and yep, yep. kill people. It, it's great. It's and it's got some yeah, slapstick he said, humor. That was the one thing that he said is that it's not going to have anything to do with a comet this time. It's going to okay. be more like technology related. Oh, uh, okay. Well, they're going to do like AI. You know, that's I don't care how they get as long as they keep some of that slapstick humor in. I don't want them to go just a serious horror route. Yeah, on don't this. do it. Because uh, come on, who doesn't remember the scene where the guy gets fucking hit in the nuts with a can of soda? Yeah, and then bends down and he they, the soda machine kills him by right hitting him in the, the head. head. Yeah, with, yeah. A, with a can of soda as well. The, or co- the guy, the coach, get, right? Yeah, He's the, the guy who gets uh, his his he gets carved up with the electronic carver. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff, man. It and we need stuff. a return. We need a return of the truck too. Yeah. Yes. The green, you have to have the that. Green the Green Goblin, goblin. truck. Oh yeah. And AC, which is still a better Green Goblin mask than the one Willem Dafoe wore in the Spider-Man. Movie. <laughs> True story. <laughs> and we need we need ACDC back. I understand that uh, we are missing a uh, member, but yeah, we we can use old songs. So yeah, still good. be the uh, because the whole soundtrack was done by ACDC. Just recycle the entire. Soundtrack. Yeah, just use the recycle. <laughs> yeah. I'm good with that. You know what? If they don't, you know who could make a better reboot of this? $40 films. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. This is a little out of our budget. Nah. No, we could easily shoot this at a gas station and like, oh my God, there's (laughs) cars out there. By the way, I got to point out how corny it would look. We recreate the soda thing and you could actually see the guy's hand. It'll just be the professor's hand throwing a can of soda at Mike's dick. All we got to do is... (laughs) Like, say there's cars outside, someone leaves and doesn't come back. Oh, my God, look what happened we to get, him. We get a copyright strike. Oh, my strike. God, the car's running over him Think and about back it. and forth. If we make this movie, though, we're getting a copyright strike because I'm not paying for the rights, but we're using in cars, doo-doo, doo-doo, <laughs> in my car, on the, yeah, that's what we're putting in. We're putting it in. I don't care, copyright strikes or not. All right, Mike, uh, what, what, you said you had other big news, though. That is big three, news. Three, yeah, the, the second huge story that we have. Available now Huge. on Netflix, Tremor Shrieker Island. Yeah. Yeah, I saw I've not yeah. watched the movie yet, but I have seen it. Oh, yeah. Um, what a great series. Yes. I just In- love <laughs> Indie. I love, every, I love everything about all the Tremors movies. I love that Michael Gross has basically made a career of these Out of movies. Out Tremors movies. <laughs> Tremors. He, he's great. Yeah. Bert, right? What, yeah. Bert Gummer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Um, I, I saw the trailer and I'm very excited to watch this within the next few days. Yeah, I'd have to watch it still, but I, I was excited when I heard it dropped. It. And you know what the funny part is? When I was thinking back on it, Mike, we had talked about them doing this movie like a year ago. Yeah. And then it, it, like a few months after that, they were like, oh, we don't know if we're going to be doing the movie anymore. And then there was a time where we heard like a few months after that, that yes, they were doing it, but we never heard a release date, never heard they were filming it. And also it's like, no, oh, it yeah. just like wrapped filming just like in the last couple of weeks or right, something like right, that. Right, right, right. But they boom, never, they never, yeah, they never made, made mention that they were wrapping filming though. 
They kind of right. were like, okay, we're gonna go back and film it like a month ago, and we're like, oh, okay. So they shot this motherfucker in like twenty days, and then went, okay, it's done. We're throwing it out there. So you yep. know, it's gonna be a great A Tremors flick. Oh yeah. And I mean that with all sincerity, because believe it or not, I am also a fan of the Tremors. Yeah, it's a They're great slapstick in there. And once again, it's the same thing as Maximum Overdrive. I love slapstick corny shit, as long as it knows it's humorous. Well, again, yeah, just like cheesy b-movie setup it's yeah great. man it's amazing and, it, and it's consistently funny and fun and like gory i even and liked it when they they added the little tremors tremors creatures that were walking around and flying yeah. and yeah. yeah fuck it well and i just wish they would bring fred ward back uh i don't know oh, if they can afford yeah. or i mean well kevin bacon they were gonna make that I heard, show yeah they were talking about they kevin bacon doing the show yeah. it didn't yeah. get picked up uh, sci-fi doesn't pick up that show like they pick up everything and they yeah sci-fi does sharknado and then they do clownado yeah. And then they do the attack of Sharknado versus was Clownado. It, was the show called like Perfection or something? Or That's, no, it no. was they it was sh- they shot it Tremors. under something. But it was called Tremors, but uh, to to defend the professor, they shot it under a weird name. I don't know if it was Perfection or whatever. But as most things, they shoot them under different names, like than, Batman the Intimidation Game. Yeah, there was one. What was it? The, not that long ago, Mike. That was called Ice Cream. I can't remember what movie oh, it was. It was it was a horror movie, and me and Mike were laughing our ass off because they were calling it ice cream. That was what they filmed it under. Huh. Uh, uh, of I course, most that. famously, I, I I did I I have to go back through the archives. Rosemary's Baby. A, most no, most famously was when they did <laughs> when they did Ten Cloverfield Lane. They oh, they yeah, they yeah. did it under Valencia. That was yep. the name of the movie where they shot it, and then when it came out, it was Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yep. Or yeah. the woods when it became uh, the Blair Witch Project, and they called it the woods right up until the first time they showed it, and then they switched everything over while the people were viewing the movie. So when they came out, it was the Blair Witch, which was oh, yeah. I don't know if you knew it. Yeah, it was called the that woods. Was called the woods. So they called it the woods. They did all the advertisement <laughs> for the woods. Way off of these it. people, these people come into the theater to screen it. Yeah, and they see all the stuff that's for the woods. This big cardboard cutout, you know, posters and everything. They go in the theater. The crew at the theater change everything around. They just flip everything because on the other side of it, it said the Blair Witch. And so yep. when they came out, they realized in the theater that they weren't watching a movie called The Woods. They were watching a movie called The Blair Witch, huh. which was I, I actually I, I didn't hate that movie. It wasn't the greatest, but I didn't. Blair hate Witch? It. Uh, I thought it was awful. I, you thought it was awful? What? I didn't think it. I yeah, didn't think it I was, thought it was just absolutely awful. I'm not going to oh, say it was wait, great. The Blair Witch, the, Blair Witch, the, the Adam the Wingard. One. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That I I defend it. 100%. I remember you and. Uh, you and the Meister are going to see that and saying that it was like the greatest movie of all it's time. Great. I, I won't go it, that I far. Like, oh. I will say this. I don't I hate the movie. Terrible. I thought it was a, I it's a it was good an enjoyable movie. watch. It was an enjoyable The stuff watch. with everybody being caught in the time loops mm-hmm. and everything and being displaced in time. And then like what you find out they were turning their backs to. And yeah, it, it was, it's all good stuff, man. I, I actually liked it. I, I'm going to be I honest. Love I love I, it. I'm not going to go as far as the professor and love it, but I did like it. I didn't hate it. Adam Wingard's right. awesome. It was way better than the sequel. I disagree with that too, oh, bro. and I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of the sequel. Bro, that sequel, but I sequel, sequel has some good ideas bro. going on. Book of Shadows has some interesting things, bad, but it is bad not, execution. It is not bad good. execution. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's, I'm not saying it's so good. I'm we just got, saying I like that more than Blair Witch. So we got we got two big news stories. What's the third? Oh, I saved the best for last. Okay. And actually, there is one last I'm thing I'm going to touch on after this that I want. I want to mention. I'm waiting for but, some uh, touch your face. But, now, oh, I wish I could be in the studio with you guys so we could get a drum roll on this on the soundboard and everything for this because this is blockbuster, great A news here. Don't forget, don't forget that the Amityville Harvest is now available 
everywhere. All right, oh. this is where you get hung up on. Fucking hit the Click. button, Professor. Hit Show's the button. over. <laughs> All right, that's it. I knew, it's, I it's, knew, it's, I knew it, it was coming. I, I, by the way, I knew it was coming. I did not see that coming. I, I no, I think about it. He set it up, and for usually when he sells oversells something, it's usually horrible. Uh, and then he gave us two really good stories. So I'm like, the third has to be bad. It's the comedy like rule given, of three. Yeah, if he would have yeah. given us another great story, I'd have been like, okay, something's wow. up. Wow. Nope. Nope. Amityville. Fuck off. Amityville, not just Amityville. You know what? The Amityville Harvest. Already, Amityville Harvest can join our good friend Sean Cunningham. Fuck them both. <laughs> Fuck them both. Have a good day. Fuck the I both of them. I say good day. I just knocked my phone off. I have one more press release and I knocked yeah. it over. Yeah. Well, there's one other thing I do want to mention before you get to your press release. No, nope. the the plugs for this week, and this is this is serious news. Um, Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2021. Oh yeah, I saw that. It's going to be taking place August 27th and 28th in Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino Hotel. Yes. Casino How cool is that? It is pretty cool. And I've and I, uh, I, I've heard some I've heard some rumblings about who may or may not be there. So yeah. uh, keep your eyes focused. No announcements will be made until January. But you can follow Sci-Fi Horror Fest on Facebook and uh, Instagram. And they have all the stuff coming straight at you. It's good stuff. Man. I can't wait. Uh, so there's some there's some rumblings about who we might have. It I hear those hopefully, rumblings. Hopefully, hopefully uh, it all goes off without a hitch. Of course, we'll be there. Three Fat Nerds Podcast, Horror Zone 607, 8122 Productions, 607 Podcast. We're all going to be there. And uh, I know we'll be, I, you know what? It'll be the first year of Sci-Fi Horror Fest where we're going to cross-platform. Not only will we be doing some live podcasting, we'll probably be doing some live twitching as well Ooh, over at yeah. twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. You see what I did there? I got some of the plugs in even before, even before we got into some really good news here because... We have a really good uh, another press release that uh, came out to us that I appreciate. So I'm going to thank the people over at Legion M. If you're asking, hey, Rich, why is Legion M sound familiar? You know why? Because they're the world's first fan-owned entertainment company that put out an interesting movie in the world of horror that got yeah. a ton of praise. I know the professor's a fan. Oh, I'm yeah. definitely a fan as well. It was that psychedelic horror flick. Mandy, starring yes. Nicolas Cage and directed by Panos Cosmatos. Uh, and guess what, guys? They are bringing it back to theaters and drive-ins this upcoming weekend. That's right. The weekend of October 29th, it will be shown in select theaters and drive-ins, including in Los Angeles, New Jersey, Chicago, Atlanta, and more. Uh, the official uh, readout here is saying that uh, they call it the cult hit film has spawned a devoted following around the world from cinephiles to horror fans and countless others in between. Now Legion M is bringing Mandy back to theaters and drive-ins. Check out the new teaser trailer, but we will be putting that up on our social medias. So keep your eyes there. I'm going to give you those social media links in a minute. Uh, screens will begin on October 29th and audiences will get a free box of Cheddar Goblin Mac and Cheese while ah, supplies last awesome. with their ticket. That's there awesome. There it is. That's Sound amazing. the horn of Abraxas. Yes. And uh, so if uh, we are, the closest place to us is New Jersey, and that is going to be in Hoboken, New Jersey on October yes. 20th. But they are showing it in Atlanta at the Plaza Cinema Drive-In, uh, California, Bakersfield, California, Studio Movie Grill, Bakersfield, Los Angeles, the Vineland Drive-In Theater, Sacramento, uh, Studio Movie uh, Grill, uh, Chicago, Illinois, Music Box Theater, and uh, it goes on and on. For screenings, uh, for screening information and specific showtimes, go to, and we'll put this link in the uh, also on our social medias, but the link is shop.legionm.com 
Uh, and then you can go to slash blog slash news slash Mandy dash anniversary. But once again, you can just get all of that at shop.legionm.com. And uh, we will put that exact link and the new teaser trailer for this event up on all of our social medias. Now you ask, Rich, where do we get those social medias? It's simple. We're on Facebook, HorrorZone607. Remember to like and share that page and definitely check out the things that we're putting up for Servant and Mandy. And uh, secondly, you can find us, find us on Twitter and Instagram at HorrorZone607. Reuse that hashtag HD607 for the links. I will not be putting them up on Instagram because if you use Instagram, as you know, you can't click a link in Instagram. Nope. So we're just going to put them on Twitter and Facebook. So that's the best place to get these links. But keep your eyes on all of the above. Of course, you can visit the website 8122productions.com. I might even put them up on there as well uh, in uh, their own little thing. I might make that my pet project project tonight so you guys can visit the website and see them there as well as other things so check that out the links will probably be right on the horror zone 607 page but you can check out what the three fat nerds are up to with the wrestling show our good friends at the odp odph and everybody else all there one stop shop 8122productions.com last but not least if you would like to support us monetarily you can do that by signing up for our patreon patreon.com slash 8122 productions there you'll get the early the early release of horror zone 607 the early release plus it's the unedited uncooked uncut version of the three fat nerds podcast every week as well plus the two exclusive shows to patreon i love movies which this past this month right here we're in october we didn't go horror on that show no we went with ron's man crush that would be ryan Reynolds and we did the movie waiting that's right <laughs> a full-on half-hour review of the movie waiting and then of course Love uh, that movie. of course by the end of the month because there's some uh, background stuff that i just have to clear up with diesel but by the end of the month you will have this month's uh love is scary with dr derek and it will be historical and trust me it's the hottest show behind a paywall it has to be behind a paywall because if we talk about it we will get banned from everybody who uh puts the podcast out literally <laughs> i have been sent i have no I've, i have legitimately been sent from apple podcasts from uh stitcher from spotify and from uh amazon that if i put that content out anywhere they will revoke my uh existence pretty much so that will never happen because we were asking if we could tease it no you can't all we can tell you is uh the stuff that comes out of diesel's mouth is his and his alone <laughs> that's all we can go with but it's a lot of fun and uh and the stuff I that goes a, in it oh pretty much hey. too hey, hey twenty dollars twenty dollars <laughs> with that being said though you can find that all at patreon.com slash eight one Two two productions and of course make sure you're following us over on twitch.tv slash six seven podcast we got some big stuff coming up i know me and the professor are talking maybe next month uh we'll get it together for maybe a monthly uh watch along yeah. we had a great time doing freddy's dead maybe uh, we'll put a poll up and see what you guys want us to watch and we'll uh do one of those on that as well so there you go. So twitch.tv slash system podcast. And uh, man, I keep forgetting who I'm talking to today. That's how busy I've been this weekend. I've done three live streams and now I got a week of podcasting, three podcasts. So, you know, life is always interesting. So Mike C, do you have a trivia question this week? I do. I do. It is that time of the show. So trivia time is here. This week's question, sticking with the slasher theme, the whole slash tober thing that we've done this, this year. Uh, here it is. A lot of people have played Michael Myers throughout the history of the Halloween series. Who was the very first person to play Michael Myers? And this is, I'm just going to give you a hint here. This is a bit of a trick question here. So one more time with the question. A lot of people have played Michael Myers throughout the history of the Halloween series. Who was the very first person to play him? The answer 
when we come back. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to the Horror Zone 607. back to the zone before the break we had this week's trivia question the question was a lot of people have played michael myers throughout the history of the halloween series who was the very first person to play him professor do you have a guess i'm uh, gonna go with uh the the actor who played the little boy at the beginning uh john carpenter <laughs> the, the little boy was john carpenter that was the director yeah Wow, he was young. <laughs> he was young. Oh my! That's God. how good of an actor he is. That he was good. So yeah, wow. Uh, that is not the correct answer. But uh, Rich, do you have an answer for us? I am going to take a guess. I know that multiple people did it. I'm not sure who was the first. So I'm just going to guess. Uh, since the professor picked uh, John Carpenter, I will pick Deborah Hill. <laughs> the correct answer is Deborah Hill. Really? Deborah Hill had she yes she had small hands and it worked for the shot so they actually picked Deborah Hill to play Michael Myers. See, I knew she the, played. I knew she. I knew she played Michael Myers in one of the shots, just like uh, uh, one of the other camera guys played uh, Michael Myers in some of the shots. When he's so, unmasked, right? Yes, he has, like, he has, have, oh, yeah. There's six uh, different. He wasn't a camera guy. That was uh, Tony Moran. Oh yeah, the, oh, Tony okay. Moran was the one that was unmasked. They but there was him a, because they wanted somebody who looked angelic, according yeah. to. John but there's, wasn't his face all messed up? In but there no, was like producers. No. Tommy Lee Wallace played him. Yeah, I was going to uh, say several times. Tommy Lee Wallace set- did it. Nick Castle, of course, most famously. Um, yeah. Will One Sandin. One of the producers. Will Sandin. Will I Sandin was the kid. Yeah. Okay. Not but he John still Carpenter. Played, but he still played Although Michael John Myers. Carpenter. John Carpenter actually did have a cameo in the movie. So at he did. The, really? um, Where's he in he the was movie? Paul. He was Paul. He was Annie's boyfriend, Paul, on the phone. That's oh, John Carpenter. Oh, on the phone. Wow. Yeah, cool. yeah. I forgot about that. You know what? Yeah. The, the weird part about that series is there's a lot of hidden stuff on the phone. Yeah. Because they there always really have actors on the phone. Like, of course, three most famously has Jamie Lee Curtis on the phone. Yeah. And she's, she's also on the, the phone and, and the she's loudspeaker. the voiceover. Yeah. The loudspeaker in the town telling people yep. to go home because of curfew. It's it's crazy that they do that in that, in curfew. that series. Curfew. But, uh, but that's it for the trivia question for this week. So it's time to move on. To Slashtober, the final week of Slashtober here on this Halloween spooktacular, Professor. So this week, I decided uh, for Slashtober, we didn't really uh, decide on anything special. We're not reviewing a movie. We talked about our favorite slashers last week or two weeks ago or whatever it was. We, we, you know, we've kind of covered all of that. So this week, I was just going to kind of take it easy and just ask some rapid-fire questions to each of you fine, fine fellows in the studio this fine, week. Fine. So. I've got 10 questions, all slasher movie related. And uh, I just kind of want you to, you know, just give me the answer. The first thing that comes across your head or, you know, however you feel strongly about. So are you guys ready for some rapid fire questions for our final week of Slashtober? No. You're not ready? I no, can give you hold time. on. I give me a minute. 
we've got all the time in the world here. It looks like. So okay. I'm there's ready. Not a, there's not a WWE pay-per-view later on this evening that uh, the rich needs to be doing on Twitch or anything like that. Wait, so hold on. We've got plenty of time. Hold on. Actually, I'm not doing that on Twitch. So no. Oh, okay. Well, hold- you got all the time in the world. All right. Now I'm ready. Now you're ready. All right. Wait. All right. Hold on. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna absolutely boil you in oil the next time. Okay, now I'm ready. Boil you alive. (laughs) Uh, All right. uh, uh, uh. Question one: Favorite slasher-themed horror comedy? Oh, jeez. It's not a trivia question, Professor. You can get this right. There's no wrong answers. My mind. Uh, (laughs) Rich, do you want to take my mind? no, well, horror comedy slasher themed. I Final Girls is the one that immediately jumps to mind. But mm-hmm. I mean that excellent choice. Yeah, I I'm always a well. I have a couple different ones, but uh, as you know, I, I'm a big fan of uh, the dark comedies. But uh, the dark comedies, the, the dark comedies are always good ones. My favorite, I, I wish one. it was my favorite dark comedy because we all know that's ready, ready or not at this point. But yeah, uh, so yeah. you know what? Believe it or not, I I I was a big fan of a, a scary movie, the original. I actually did actually really find that entertaining and funny. But yep. so classically, that'd be that. More modernly, I think The Babysitter, because I would consider that a slasher. Yeah. Ah, yeah. And I really did enjoy The Babysitter quite a bit. Uh, I got another to throw and in. And then, of course, guys... uh, of course, I, as I know me and Mike both consider this, Behind the Mask is actually, I consider it a dark comedy. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. That's and what I, I've got down I for would, me. So that was, I, I would pick the, the, I have a litany of them as far as slasher ones. And if you were going to ask me overall without being a slasher movie ready or not, because that movie's phenomenal. I'm going to throw another yeah. one in here uh, Club Dread. Ooh, that was good. Club Dread's great, too. Love, yeah, one, love, love tri- one, two, Club and three Dread. for me are Behind the Mask, then The Final Girls, then Club Dread. I mean, those, those in my opinion, are the three greatest. Yeah. It just horror comedies of all time, not just not just slasher themed, but uh, horror comedies in general. They're Club, all, all Club Dread is especially underrated. Like they, oh, yeah. they did Super Troopers, and that was such a huge hit. Nobody liked Club Dread f- for some reason. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. Understand it's got a that. it's got a devoted following, but like, I don't understand why people don't. Penelope, like, uh, I love you, Penelope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you better clench your butthole, or else it will pulverize your small intestine. <laughs> It's such a great movie. Yeah. Such a great movie. All right. Question two. Favorite weapon used by a slasher? Hmm. Favorite weapon? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a tough Slashers one. always seem to have, like, you know, like Michael Myers has his butcher knife and this and that. You know, favorite weapon that's that's used by a slasher? Well, like, Voorhees, he's MacGyver's, a, he, like, picks up whatever's around. Yep. Um, I actually have a Jason for my pick. I'm trying to think, like... I mean, I I do like the Black Christmas glass unicorn kill that we talked about last week. There you week. go. Yep. Um, that's a good one. Belly. Good. Excellent choice. Boom. The, the belly. The butcher knife. The 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 um, Michael Myers butcher knife. I mean, that's my all time favorite. All right, Rich. Uh, you know, all time favorite's got to be the machete for for jason machete Machete. but i will say this my personal favorite because i'm sure there'll be a question later and i won't so i'll go do my favorite jason killing implement uh the fan of an engine oh yeah (laughs) from vengeance or whichever one it was vengeance yes but well i'm sure there'll be a question about that later but yes vengeance that that is that is my favorite his uh his my favorite form of some him using something creative if you will yeah right all right, so I also went with Jason, but I went with the pitchfork from part two. Yeah, Ooh, pitchfork. I just love the way he's kind of like a farmer in that one. He's running around with the overalls on, has his pitchfork. Something about a pitchfork. He's quoting. Really he's quoting Deliverance all of a sudden. 
Yeah, Boy, you got a pretty he tells mouth. Squeal like a pig. Squeal like a pig, boy. So, yeah. Mike Myers uses pitchfork in five, doesn't he? Who? Uh, not Michael Myers. Yes. When he in the, impales, in the, the, impales the two girl lovers that, yeah, in, the barn. in the barn, he uses a pitchfork. Oh so. yeah. It's a good. And of course, the prowler, kill. which we've talked a lot about this month, that's mm-hmm. his uh, weapon of choice among other things. He so, uses a hail bale. Speaking of six, he has a he uses a hail baler in that one to kill Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Who uses a scythe? Children Michael. of Corn. Michael also uses Cor- a scythe. Michael does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In part five. All right. Question number three. Least favorite character in a slasher movie. Least favorite character is this like of uh, like the killer or are we talking it doesn't about? Matter. Could be killer. Just could be one of the other. Victim, one of the characters. Be... There's a lot of. A lot of D-bag characters throughout uh, Slasher movie history. This is tough. So. This, we could be here for an hour. <laughs> yeah, <if we> could, <laughs> right, uh, where do I start, oh guy? My God. Where do what I was start? I watching just a few days I was going to say, yeah, just pick a fucking horror movie and, and we can get you the person that you're like rooting for to die. The most, <laughs> okay, so I, I'll, I'll just, I'll narrow it down here. The most dislikable person, in my opinion, in any horror movie is the boyfriend from the Friday the 13th remake. So the Travis dude, or yeah, what, Trent, what, Trent, Trent, the blonde Trent, guy, yeah, the blonde. Trent, yeah, Trent. Oh, you have such you have such perfect tits. Your boob placement is amazing. Nipple placement, nipple, yeah, the nipple placement. Nipple but then placement. he he meets a great demise when he gets slammed on the back of that uh, yeah. uh, tow truck, and the tow truck driver just takes off. <laughs> Smartest guy in a horror movie, by I the way. That, I, I was wondering driver. that was supposed to be old Monty from the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was thinking the same, but here's the funny part: I was like, "That's the smartest guy in the history of a horror movie." Until Halloween 2018 and the little black kid. And then when yeah. he was just like, fuck it, I'm out, it was the best moment. He's like, I'm going to go up and help her. He's like, no, fuck that, run. Yep. <laughs> that kid is still running to this day, by the way. Yeah, yes. To this day. I uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm having a tough time with this. I can't think of one specifically. There's nobody you dislike in any? Ah, uh, man, I, I can't. I'm drawing, a, one. I'm drawing a complete blank. Um, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to go with. We're going to go with all, all of the characters uh, from the Green Inferno. Have you guys seen the yes. Eli Roth? Yeah. Yes. Everybody they're in that movie dislike. sucks. <laughs> they were pretty bad. <laughs> all of the victims of that movie. They're so, terrible. So my choice was Franklin from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Can't stand him. So annoying. Couldn't stand him. Of course, you picked a guy in a wheelchair. Well, he was just annoying. Had nothing to do with him being in a wheelchair. And he was his pocket terrible. knife. He only wanted his damn pocket knife back, okay? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Question. Yeah. Question number four. Favorite final girl in a slasher? Oh, jeez. I'm I'm just going to go with Heather Lane Camp. Cause I'm, a big okay. night, I'm a big Nightmare on Elm Street guy, so to me, Nancy's the, the best, but that's just me. Nancy. Final girl. Professor? Do you not what? have an answer for this either? Should no, we just no, skip you? No, I like, <laughs> um, I, I kind of like uh, Halloween 4. What's the, Jamie? Is it Jamie? Jamie's uh, Daniel Harris. Jamie's Daniel, but the older Jamie. uh, Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rachel. I like her. Rachel's a great one. Yeah. Rachel's a great one. I went with Ginny Field from Friday the 13th Part 2. Ah. Love Ginny. Love me some Ginny. I think she's awesome. Ginny. All right. Uh, Question number five. Halfway there. This one uh, is kind of open interpretation. So just think think, think in uh, the big picture here. Favorite setting of a slasher movie. Favorite setting oh. of a slasher movie could be the town that a movie takes place in. It could be, it could be a certain, a house. you know, a well, house the professor. That in. The professor, of course, prefers Haley Mills, Haley uh, Mills. for the setting yes. of Scream. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the town of Haley Mills. 
the town of Haley Mills, um, where the original Scream took place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, there's so many classics. Like you get the. I'm gonna go with Friday the Thirteenth on this. The camp. I mean that that, was that my just pick. taps taps into so many childhood fears. Are like you, you sure go, you don't want to go with Part Eight in Vancouver? Vancouver. Jason takes Vancouver. Space. I, I'm going to go with space, space on this one. <laughs> outer space. Uh, outer space is my favorite setting for, you know well, especially get, Jason X and uh, the Alien movies. I am going to get. I am going to get a little. Special. I'm going to get a little tricky here because you guys are both uh, picking uh, Friday the Thirteenth, which I also enjoy. But uh, we will go with uh, the factory museum kind of setup from uh, a movie that me and Mike both like, and that would be uh, the Collected. The sequel ah. to the collector. Uh, I did the dig his the, the collection. The collection, yes, because the collected is the one that's coming out, right? Right. Yeah. So the collection. Uh, that was uh, that was actually an interesting. I liked his his warehouse ex uh, museum. As you find out, it's a kind of a museum to all his fucked up shit, but it's a right. warehouse at the same time, and he's got all his booby traps set up. Uh, I just I don't know. I just dug that as a setting, and just to spice it up, so we don't all say. Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm biased to Friday the Thirteenth because you know I've been to the camp twice. So no, I actually, we know, we know. Yeah. So <laughs> actually, just to kind of change it up, you know, like, uh, I watched it last night and I uh, hadn't watched it in a while. I almost forgot to watch it this year. Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll just change it up. Just I guess it's my second favorite one would be the uh, the Funhouse. Now don't run out of the studio, Professor. But no! the Funhouse, just the whole the whole setting. I was waiting. Was I was waiting cool. for him to go. Okay, but I was back up. We'll we'll talk about the burning. The center Whoa. of the burning, which is also a, a, a camp, camp. Yeah, yeah. or sleepaway camp. Sleep. Now, <laughs> rumor has it that the professor's finally seen the burning. So yes. one of these days, he's ready to give his review. But... Well, uh, we're not doing never hike in the snow, right? Ever? Are we doing that? When are we? Never, we're never going to speak what? of that again. And ever? Nor Halloween so good. night. So good. Yeah, both are great. <laughs> happy Halloween, you mean? Yeah, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah, I, I figured we'll we'll get into that next week. So we'll do that next week uh, as well uh, okay. as Never Hike in the Snow. Okay. And I, I, you I'm know, a we week to... off. I was a week off. Yeah, you are a week off because we're going to also do your book report for next week too. So, yeah, but got that's, a few books. that's, you know, we're got getting ahead of books, ourselves here. Books. All right. Question number six. Favorite slasher movie score? I think this one's a uh, dead giveaway. Uh, I think yeah. Halloween, probably... John Carpenter. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to same here. Yep. Uh, same here well i Although, i'm gonna throw in john carpenter's score for halloween three as well because that's that really that's a really good score or we could throw score. in john carpenter's score for halloween 2018 which is awesome which is awesome as well mike you I might not like the movie 100%. but that is amazing dude that score is so dark it's and so good. i thought it was Brooding. awful i didn't even pay oh, any so, i didn't even catch my you attention. are so you are so at all 100 wait did you did you like the music in happy halloween in Happy Halloween, no, it was the same music. Oh, okay, I was gonna okay, try, try to trip you up. <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyways, I was I was hoping to be like, yeah, it was great. They'd be like, oh, oh it's it. the same yeah. music. <laughs> Although honorable mention, honorable mention goes to Friday the Thirteenth Part Three oh, with yeah. the disco. Uh, <laughs> One of my favorite things. <laughs> it's good stuff. All right, question. What question, are we up to? question number seven. 
Is it seven? I don't know. Yeah, question number seven. <laughs> favorite kill in a slasher movie? Oh, all right, there it is. Simple as simple put. Uh, my, my favorite kill of all time, in, in order uh, of honorable mention, is the aforementioned, if you watch <laughs> Halloween, or if you watch Friday the 13th Vengeance, the fan film that's uh, free on uh, YouTube, so you should be seeing it anyways. It's not It's not my favorite one, but it has the great one of the greatest kills of all time, and that is uh, the, the, the young lady who makes her demise by him sticking her fan head in the uh, engine fan but that's not my favorite as we all know because i'm a mean evil person my favorite kill of all team time team team my favorite (laughs) killing of all time is friday the 13th part two the machete to the face of the guy in the wheelchair and the down the stairs thing greatest horror movie kill of all time just poor guy he was in training too just throwing out there he was he was almost gonna get laid because he he just admitted that his penis had worked to that girl see the bigger question i always had with that i always wanted to know what's he in training for she even know. asks him, and he doesn't have an answer. He was, he was he waiting. Know. He was waiting his whole life to get getting them get them buns, bro. <laughs> and uh, yeah, didn't happen for him. I've got a few here. Um, I I really really like the Friday the Thirteenth Six, where the guy gets folded in half backwards. The, the sheriff, cop? Yeah. the cop, yeah, the sheriff. That's that's a great kill. And I I'm gonna throw Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. Um, Rob Zombie's Halloween Two has some vicious fucking kills i i can't think of one in particular like the when the truck of three people stops michael in the middle of that field um in rob zombies halloween 2 and he just stabs the shit out of all it's just oh he's yeah even the girl that was sympathetic to him yeah like he just and he's grunting and like it's just those kills are pretty intense they are brutal they are brutal uh i'm also going with halloween but uh the original halloween where michael kills bob pins him up to the wall and kind of stares at him that's my all-time favorite daniel harris's death in uh rob zombie's halloween 2 is very sad as well yeah it is yeah it's very sad because it was off screen and uh flashback well but it was uh, it was it was it was tastefully done unfortunately rob zombie he went the artsy route and i thought that rob zombie doing two things that he said he would never do in a movie and they did them in the same scene (laughs) that's true yeah all right, question number eight. Question number eight. Favorite lesser-known slasher movie? Hmm. Mm, that's a, that's no. a tough one because I like a lot of them. I don't know. Until when I just saw this, remember, I, I, I really did enjoy The Burning as we talked about on air. Yeah, uh, the Burning is actually really good. Uh, because it, the, the, that, that, that canoe scene is probably one of the best. Canoe slash raft scene. Because it, it involves yep. both. It's probably one of the greatest in a, in a non uh uh, major horror film uh of course sleepaway camp is always great too yes uh, you took mine <laughs> well i'm just saying there's so sleepaway many camp too <laughs> the electric boogaloo yeah uh the electric boogaloo yes yeah, th- um, th- th- I, I i'll leave it at that those are really good of course also uh one of the best kills of all time in a movie in a slasher film unknown uh, as we talked about on the show psycho 2 yeah psycho 2 super That's underrated in that knife kill through the face. <laughs> yeah. That is not, that's nothing to mess with. That's, it's amazing. But, uh, Professor, what do you got? Well, I do like prom, I mean, prom night, kind of. Prom night two? Yeah, prom night two. Uh, I'm going back to my Mary Lou, yeah, uh, comment from last week, but I really like, uh, the prom night movies, um, especially prom night two. <laughs> and, uh, I, I don't Hello, know. Mary Lou. I mean, um, did we talk about Alone in the Dark, the Jack Shoulder movie? 
um, the one where this, oh, the maestro had mentioned Alone in the Dark. Yeah. Um, that's another one of my favorites. It's got Donald Pleasance and Jack Palance, and um, it's it's a movie where the psychos escape from uh, an asylum and they terrorize the town, and it's great. That's a good. Nice. Uh, I chose The House on Sorority Row. Love that yeah. movie. Yeah. One of my favorites. All right. The last two questions. Uh, these ones are kind of slam dunks as far as I'm concerned, but these should be the easiest two of the uh, the entire show here. So, or segment anyway. So, uh, favorite... professor will get them wrong. Yep. He will get them wrong. Yeah. And it's not even, you can't even get this wrong and he's going to get them wrong. Yep. Favorite slasher movie of all time? Uh, Halloween. That's also my choice. I was yeah. going to say, I've, I've said that forever. So, I, that, I'm not going to change it now. That was, yeah. I mean, I that's always been my all time favorite. Still one of the most scary endings ever. Honorable mention, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Nice. Because I'm also, so we'll go with our second, just because I think we all yeah, have we the all. same as the first. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah my I, second I always pick be Part Black 3 because uh, the reason I always pick uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 is just because it is like the movie that I always go back to when I was young that made me a big fan of Freddy Krueger. So. Yeah. Right? Uh, Halloween's my first. My second would be uh, My Bloody Valentine. Good movie. Is nice. Good movie. Well, you're wrong. Damn it. You got it wrong. Damn. The answer the answer is incorrect. Bum, bum, bottom. You got an opinion. You got an opinion question wrong. Damn. 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 Yep. <laughs> all right. Final question. Favorite slasher of all time. Not movie, but the actual character. Oh, man. Of course. I we just, uh, Well, you know what? We'll mix it up. I'll just say Freddy Krueger. Okay. Of course, I picked Michael Myers. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm ashamed. I like a good shit talker. I think that's why I like Freddie more. Because, like, yep. let's be honest, I love somebody who's talking shit the whole time, and that's that's Freddie. I'm going to go with uh, the fun police from Club Dread. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I also, I also want to go with Machete the fact, Phil. Machete Phil. I also want to go with the fact that uh, if you if you don't if you don't need to know if you need to know why Freddie's the best, just watch Freddie's Dead. Yeah. Or there it is. or or pretty soon you'll be able to watch. Freddy's Dead live watch along with myself and the professor on the Horizon Six Hundred Seven YouTube channel that is yeah. coming out very soon. I'm well, pointing some finishing we were touches. talking about last week. Was it last week we were talking about Hellraiser 3's Pinhead as a slasher? Yeah, yeah. I li- I like Pinhead in that movie. Oh yeah. All right, all right. Or like the, the Warlock course, again. I went with Michael Myers. Do you guys, but... do you guys remember the Warlock with uh, Julian Sands? Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the original one is kind of a horror movie, isn't it? Well, yeah, and the second one. How about Wishmaster? I never saw the second one. Wishmaster? I've yeah. only seen the first. That guy is oh, creepy I love Wishmaster. Shit. That guy who plays Wishmaster is creepy. Shit. Yeah, the, yeah, yes. the creeper. Are we counting the creeper? Oh, Jonathan Breck, very nice man. I met yeah. him. I got to, I got to yeah. sit down with Smokes him. Smokes like panel. a smokestack, but very nice guy. Very nice and man. all the guys from Haunt. Ooh, Haunt was good. Yeah. Nice. All the, right. The list goes on. Well, that is going to conclude Slashtober for 2020. So we have made it through the month of October. We've had some fun. We've cried. We've laughed. You know, all around, I think that this was uh, about 35% successful. And we're none the better for it. And we're none the better for it. So great, (laughs) great month of October. Great, great Great, October. Great October. All right. Well, I believe we're going to take one last quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to be celebrating Halloween with my top 10 of movies that perfectly capture the spirit of Halloween. And we will be back to do that right after this break.
Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to The Zone. It is the final segment before Halloween here on Horror Zone 607. And before the break, I promised you we were going to have a little fun, a little Halloween fun, a spooktacular, if you will. Professor, once again, Ooh, I know how much you love that, you know, that term. So, so that's just for you, buddy. But, uh, you. but I came up with a, a, a little list. I like to do my top 10 lists on the show. So I came up with a top 10 list. Um, just kind of threw it together real quick. So there's no real giant science behind this but um you know this i want to point out this has nothing to do with you know the order of these movies have nothing to do with what i think of the movies themselves or you know saying that one is more my favorite over another it's just more what captures the actual halloween spirit which one really looks the part for halloween and uh surprisingly there really isn't that many horror movies that take place on halloween so that was that was the difficult part was was finding enough movies to make a top 10 list with but, uh, but here we go with the top 10 movies that perfectly capture the Halloween spirit. Number 10, Haunt. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, Coach Jones. That's a good one. So, yes, yes, Haunt. It really captures that spirit. You know, it takes place on Halloween. They find that little haunted attraction. Everything goes great. Again, hilarity ensues. You and know, then, it's just uh, a laugh-out-loud comedy. And then the uh, kind of... Um pop poppy uh analog to that one is uh hellfest um that may or may not be on the list later so oh, whoops you, you gotta down. hold it Calm it down yeah person. just calm down take your time let it sink well i was in. just saying that the haunt and hellfest are like two great companion pieces Anyways. yeah maybe maybe they're maybe they are maybe they're not time will tell <laughs> time will tell if they are or not yeah so you know maybe it's here maybe it's not time i don't know i i time. yeah that's it we're gonna do the rest of the list next year when you're not in the studio hopefully so <laughs> all right number nine the house is october built yeah another one that's really captures that spirit the haunted attraction spirit so and that's uh, a, i almost forgot that one yeah that's a good um and then it's found footage too so it, that's always an easy sell for me that yeah that movie once they invite that girl onto their uh camper or whatever they're driving around in yeah um and she screams and it's clear that this thing is not human right <laughs> I, I uh that that's a creepy scene and the movie takes off from there and it's great it does i actually just watched the sequel to that finally it's on uh, amazon prime and i watched it and it was awful there was just like nothing happens well, the whole movie and the premise is based off of that they survived at the end of the first one yeah which turns out everything was just fine yeah everything I, was just fine just the setup i was like wait and then they go and do it again yeah they're perfectly fine playing it off well nothing was wrong nothing happened to us we were fine yeah. let's go do it again no no that so yeah awful. it wasn't good there wasn't really much that does happen in it so it's just a whole lot of nothing so but the, i thought the first one was good yeah so, first one it, is good. you know again it kind of fits that theme so yeah all right number eight idle hands Oh yeah, love idle one. hands. That's a Halloween great, dance, great. right? What's that? That takes place for the dance. Halloween dance. It takes place on Halloween. Satan. Uh, you know, his parents are out front 
dressed up as like scarecrows with pumpkins on their head <laughs> or in the house or something. I think they're in the house, but uh, just, just a great movie. Great yeah. movie. I love that movie. It's very underrated. Devin, too, Devin so. Sawa and Jessica Devin Sawa. Alba. And oh, she, Seth did she Green? look good in that movie or what? Oh yeah. She's a fox. God bless her. What's that? She's a fox. She takes her vitamins. All right. Number seven. I thought you were going to give this away when I said the house is October built, but Hell House LLC. Yes. One this, of the greats. This movie, I thank you for this. Yeah, this this movie is terrifying. Absolutely. Um, the sequels were not very good, but no. the second one was better than the third one. Yeah, the but... third one's awful. But um, the first one, I mean, it has some really, really scary stuff in it. Like uh, that one's Oh, yeah. A, that one's a tough to watch. That's tough to watch by yourself with all the lights off with the sound cranked up. And that's exactly what I try to do with it every year. That's become an October tradition for me. I usually, as soon as the clock changes from uh, from August to September, I want to watch that movie, and I make myself wait until it switches over to October first. Yeah. As soon as October first hit this year, that was the first thing that I watched. That yeah. well, Halloween and that. But um, but yeah, yeah, just a great, great movie. And for anybody that hasn't seen that, we've talked about this endlessly on the show. But get out and see that movie. It's so good. Yeah. All right, number six, and this is where we're probably I'm going to get some backlash on this. Halloween. Well, yeah. you know, Halloween just you know it's it takes place on Halloween. There's a little bit of stuff, but you know, aside from the name, and you know, a couple of times where you see like a pumpkin or you know a couple little trick or treaters running down the street early on in the movie, it, to me, it doesn't really feel like it takes place on Halloween. Wait, so this is included on your list of great Halloween? That's Time my movie? number six movie. Movies that capture the the look and the the feel and the spirit of, of Halloween. Halloween. And you're saying that you chose this one because it doesn't really do that. It's so low on my list oh, because oh, it doesn't. Oh, okay. It's on the list because it needs to be there. It's gotcha, Halloween. Gotcha, gotcha. But it's it's only number six on the list. I think the that sequels, most people would say, "How is it not number one?" The sequels do a better job, and even four and five do a better job of catching like there's oh, Halloween, this is Halloween costumes yeah. in four and five, like yeah. more Halloween costumes. I mean. The original has what? Yeah, Tommy Doyle carries a pumpkin. Yeah. And then and they dress up like the kids Yeah, are dressed up That's it, that though. they're babysitting, and that's it. And the yeah, in their house. Up. I mean, the only yeah. other costume you really ever see uh, without, like, a passing glimpse of just, like, something that wasn't even, like, because even on the street is, like, desolate. Like, yeah. that, but is yeah. that the only street in Haddonfield without trick-or-treaters? Like seriously, and then right. you have, then you have, and like, Lori sees a couple of them. On right, the street, right. That's what but... I'm saying. There's a couple of them without some passing, fleeing ones. Outside of that, like the kids are dressed up, and the babysitters are, and the only other costume you get to see is when Michael is wearing the the sheet as the ghost. Yeah, right. And keep in mind, you know, everything that we've ever seen with the movie it was originally just supposed to be about a babysitter being killed or babysitters being stalked, and yeah. they just like threw Halloween into it. So I don't think it was initially intended to to take place on Halloween. Um, you know, so that that I think kind of has something to do with it. Yeah, but I think even that that... even two doesn't really have a lot of Halloween no, stuff. No, I mean, no, they have no. Ben Tramer getting ran over. That's no, I I, I rewatched two. Two does have quite a bit, and the kid that ate the yeah, okay, so razor. The, yeah, the kid that eats the razor. There's there's trick or treaters all all. There's over more the in two than there is in two one. And one, but there's not. It's not like the extent that there is in four or five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Four and five is like straight on everybody. Like we're having a Halloween yeah, party, yeah. and yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and there's going to be a debate about this. This was actually something that uh, the maestro and our friend Sean, we, I was talking with them about this list on our – we have a little chat 
thing that we uh, we send messages in through the week, and and they uh, they kind of disagreed with me on a couple of these things, and they said the Halloween Five. I'm just going to throw it out there. Halloween Five is not on this list for me, and it's because to me it doesn't really feel like it takes place on it either. You know, there's a couple of scenes. There is the party and the, the party, you know, but costumes it, party it? buying people. It's, there's there's two different parties. There's the party yeah. at the there's the party for there's the teenagers, the and then there's the pageant for the kids in the home. The but main, like the scene, final scene girls dressed what, up in their costumes. costumes. All, all the, all, yeah, all the girls that get killed in that movie are dressed up in costumes. Yeah, I guess. I'm I just saying know. it's way better. It's way more costumes than the first one. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> true, that's true. true. That's true. All right, well, we'll move on to number five, and that's where I've got Halloween 3. And This is where the real debate was that I had with those guys. They said it doesn't feel like it takes place on Halloween at all. I'm like, it's Silver all about Shire Halloween masks. <laughs> The whole thing's about the masks. And two more days till Halloween, Halloween, you see Halloween. More two more days to Halloween than any of them. Yeah. Silver Shamrock. Come on. Come on. And I got to say, on Friday, I meant to, I meant to post on all of our social media that song. So two more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Two more days to Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Look at that. Me and yeah. the professor did it with with no beautiful. with no instruments. That was just the professor's mouth and me singing. Wow. How are you how can you not say that that isn't Halloween inspired? It's about yeah. mass. Both it's of about them, Halloween mess. Both of them absolutely just downright disagreed with me that that's on. And they androids. <laughs> and androids. Yeah. Yeah, and androids. I mean, what Halloween doesn't have I think uh, that's the only that it's the only Halloween movie. That is like the whole premise of the movie is trying to dominate the world on Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. They're trying to bring the world to its knees on Halloween is what they're trying right. to do. I'm just yep. saying. I mean, and they're using Silver Shamrock masks. See, I could see like part of the argument that a lot of the movie takes place in that town and there's not much. Well, that's much, what they're saying. And there's, there's Stonehenge. The there's Stonehenge and androids are more part of the story than Halloween. But the, the central plot like a, of the of, story, though. Yeah, and then they have a lot of cutaway shots, though, of kids trick-or-treating right, right, and right. the masks and everything. So I don't know. I don't know. Yep. I, I disagree with them on that. I think that this belongs on there and that it actually has more than Halloween 3, or excuse me, Halloween, the original Halloween and Halloween 5. That's my opinion. So And you're you know, sticking they, to it. They told me I was wrong. I, I think they're idiots. Wrong. That's 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 what I say to you two fools. All right. The top four. We're up to the top four, and these ones are all great. These ones all really, really feel the part. So number four, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. That was cool. That's a good one. Such a great one. Such yeah. a great movie. I just watched that again last weekend, and oh, I love that movie. Yeah, that's oh, a, it's so good. It is very good. <laughs> very good. Very good. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, truly captures the Halloween spirit. Still, and I th- we talked about this when it came out, um, the movie benefited from having a PG-13 rating because some of those deaths and most are of those very unsettling. They are. In most PG-13 movies, that's why I was like afraid to even see this movie. So and it definitely is. It feels like it is aimed you know, at, at kids, at teenagers, you know, young adults, but I don't know. They they nailed it. When that's, that, when that, that one creature the... hugs the kids into herself... Yeah. I was mm. like, okay, mm. that's way more terrifying mm. than somebody being stabbed. Right. Although it was a little weird. You could probably you have a better chance of getting stabbed than absorbed by a giant fat creature that looks like a mother. True. You know, but I, I digress. You know, and then there's the jingly man or jangly man or whatever he was called. Yeah, yeah. The, the jungly man. I, I don't know. He was some kind of some kind of something. But uh, yeah, that's, he that's was a great some movie. Some kind of something. Some kind of something. So, so. are you. 
Yeah, I am. You're All right, s- top three time. Top three time. Number three, the professor already gave this one away, Hellfest. <laughs> oh! Hellfest. Uh, such a great movie. Yes. I went to see this with you, professor. We 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 cuddled each other. We we consoled each other. We cried together. We we did everything together in this one. It was just it was a heartwarming moment. It was a magical experience. It really was. And you know what? This was better than Halloween 2018. <laughs> nah. Which we went to see about two weeks later, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it's not. Uh, I this. I mean, I, I uh, list this guy as one of my favorite slashers. Actually, I should uh, amend my previous list. But um, the killer in this is great. Really um, interesting, you know, death scenes. And, you know, it's a it's it's a really good movie. I, I don't know why people didn't go see this. I don't know either, because not only that, this is one I actually would have loved to have seen a sequel to. Yeah. Same same crew, same director, same writers. I mean, if the same people got on board with this um, and did this movie, you know, or made a sequel to this movie you know i don't know I, that's one i would have been very excited to see um it would have had to have taken place you know same time of year halloween time you know it's just like since i've seen this i i've actually gone to um, reaper's revenge the the haunted theme park uh twice i went in 2018 and then last year 2019 after seeing this yeah. and you know it's just like how creepy would it be if somebody like that was doing this this could actually happen yeah you know it's that was it was scary well, so Yep, and and then same with like haunt, you know, like those extreme haunts that people like to go to. True. It, it, these two two great companion pieces. I I would suggest a double feature of Hellfest and Haunt. Yeah, I would suggest that too. So uh, Hellfest, so good, so good, so, so good, so good, so good, so good. All right, number two, Halloween four. Yeah my opinion the, the best of the halloween movies in terms of how it feels it really looks like halloween night that that reminds me of and i said this to 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 the guys in our other chat room there um you know those plastic masks with the rubber band and the plastic shirts that went with them they were cheap you know but that's what everybody wore in 1988 those yeah. were what the cool kids wore and i always wanted those my mother wouldn't let me have one and i was always disappointed that she got me a really really awesome one that she either made herself or was just it was better quality, and that's what I wanted because everybody else was wearing those. But every time I see that scene where Jamie's coming out of the classroom and getting bullied, that's what they're wearing, and that's what they're wearing on the street. And that was my childhood. That was my Halloween. He was from the Jamie time I was about bullied. six through ten. So you were uh, little Jamie getting bullied by those bullies. I was little Jamie. Yes, I was. I was Jamie. I felt <laughs> like a little girl. I looked like a little girl. I cried like a little girl. I got bullied like a little and um the just from the opening shot with the opening titles it really got it really establishes that harvest time like um fall feeling halloween four is great yeah yeah agreed agreed all right uh and that leaves us with number one the greatest halloween themed movie of all time and again not not in terms of how it plays out because halloween in my opinion is the greatest horror movie pretty much ever but um but the one that feels the most like it takes place on halloween and it perfectly and i mean perfectly captures the halloween spirit trick or treats absolutely yeah how could this not be yep that uh little sam hain there sawain sam hain whatever little sam hain sammy little bugger iconic uh, character that didn't get enough play i don't think in pop culture um he he would be up there with 
you know the iconic uh the iconic uh villains the iconic horror villains agreed um definitely belongs there yeah all, all right well all that's it i got i can i throw one in there uh no i, I just want to throw in paranorman if you guys haven't seen paranorman it's a good one for the kids but it's also truly halloween spirit um really cool movie if you ever get a chance is that a cartoon it's the um stop motion animated yeah um from okay. the creators of Coraline. um uh okay okay and it's yeah i never saw that and it's set in a town um it, i forgot the name of the town but Haley mills i think is the town and <laughs> it takes place in Haley mills it might be salem i don't know if it's it's set in salem but every year they do uh a halloween festival and the whole the whole story is just yeah it's about witches and you know magic and halloween and it it's really good if you ever get a chance hmm. yeah i never got a chance to see that one so that's that's one i'll have to check you out you would love it i would love it you're you, sure yeah i mean it's a it, it's it's uh it's got some creepy moments but as like a stop motion family movie it's it's good it's really good wow well i'll take your word for it yeah all right well that's it that's all i got guys rich what do you got for us for plugs well uh of course if you would like to uh talk about anything we talked about tell mike that he's right wrong or indifferent you can do that on any of our social medias you can do that on uh, facebook horror zone 607 like and share the page you can do it on twitter and instagram at Horrorzone607. Remember to use that hashtag HZ607 when talking about the show. You can visit the website 8122productions.com and get all of the uh, juicy news that you need to have everything to do with 8122productions. Go check it out there. It's a one-stop shop. Uh, there you'll get the link to our twi- uh, Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Go ahead and follow us over there. That's absolutely free and you get entered to win a Funko Pop. Uh, at 100 followers, we'll give a Funko Pop and we are very close to that so somebody's going to get that and then we're on to 200 followers in the next giveaway uh, and of course last but certainly not least if you'd like to support the podcast monetarily you can do that for as little as one dollar a month on patreon.com slash 8122 productions and you'll get a ton of extra bonus content to go along with that one dollar spent so and that does help to help pay for things that we do here on the show there's the plugs mike it's time for you to take these people home all right. Thanks, Rich. So uh, I just want to wish everybody a very happy and safe Halloween. Uh, for those of you that are going to go out with your, your children and do trick-or-treating this year, and I encourage that you do because it's so much fun, uh, be safe, but enjoy. Have a good time. You've earned it after the year that we've had. Uh, so get out there and do that. Any horror movies that you guys watch this week, enjoy them too because it's almost over. A week from now, it's going to be over. It's going to be over. It's no gonna more be horror movies. No more horror movies ever again. You know, that's it. You lose. <laughs> You're never going to get another chance again. So it is your chance to just binge watch them this week and enjoy them. Uh, so when we come at you next week, uh, we kind of, again, peeled back the curtain a little bit uh, earlier. Uh, the professor is going to have his uh, his latest book report for us next week. I believe that you call that uh, the professor's uh, book review of the week. Yeah. So uh, we're also going to review a couple short films uh, that we saw recently. Uh, one was Happy Halloween. Actually, technically, we'll be, we'll be watching doing three because on October 30th, Voorhees comes out. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Voorhees so we should be. So we should watch we got, that too. So we got a triple feature. Triple. Triple feature. So do your homework at home. All of them are, watch all three of them. I was going to say, uh, actually, I don't know how long the Voorhees runtime is, but 
Uh, it could be a little longer because of that one. But, uh, dude, there's your homework for next week. If you guys want to uh, listen along and know what you're, we're talking about, make sure you go and watch uh, Never Hike in the Snow. Just type that into YouTube. Watch that. It's a quick watch, like 20 minutes. Uh, also, under 20 minutes, about 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, somewhere in there, is the runtime for Happy Halloween. Tap in Happy Halloween. Watch Isn't that. Happy Halloween longer? Yeah, no, it was like 15 was 13 minutes. 13 minutes. Okay, see, I was even closer. Oh, I'm thinking of Halloween night. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, and then last, but certainly not least, it comes out October 30th, Voorhees, which is the it, the trailer at least showed it to be the perfect mashup of Last House on the Left meets Friday the 13th, and it's a Friday the 13th fan film, and we can't wait to see that one because we've been, uh, it's, it got delayed quite a bit, so. October 30th right. is still uh, the time to see that. So there you go. We got three of them, as long as that still comes out on the 30th, which as of I heard right now, it's still a go. Right. So uh, so that's going to be the big show for next week, among other things. I'm sure we'll have a lot of news to talk about. Uh, hopefully there is. It's always a little light after uh, after Halloween, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll try to do our best, <laughs> the best we can with that. There seems to be a lot of news lately, so we'll keep going. So uh, until then, again, I want to wish everybody a very safe and happy Halloween. Uh, but uh, until next week, for The Professor, for Rich, this is Mike C saying 